the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, this is Casey Fields. I'm the manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. And we are here today, the legislative team, to talk about the regional advocacy meetings. We've got three down, seven to go, and we've had great turnout everywhere we've been, and we want to talk a little bit about what's to come. If you've missed one in Greenwood, Myrtle Beach, or Goose Creek, feel free to sign up for another one. You don't have to go to your COG area. We just want you to come to one of them. So Tiger Scott, Melissa, give me your thoughts on the first three regional advocacy meetings. Well, I'll give you my thoughts. You never have to ask me, well, Casey. Obviously, I'm always yeah, going to volunteer. I, that. I think okay. that uh, they've been very successful so far. We've had good crowds, good participation, which is the most important reason that we're holding these things, not just to give information about what we expect is going to happen coming up in the session uh, in 2020, 2020 and what happened this past session in 2019, but what do we need to uh, focus on going forward, not just next session, but in the future. And that's why we need to hear from legis I mean, hear from municipal officials at each of these regional advocacy meetings uh, over the next several weeks. Melissa, what do you think? Well, I think they've gone well. You know, our first one is always a little sluggish until we get our groove, but we've certainly hopefully gotten it down and our presentations a little bit more smooth and quicker. And the food has all been good. So, you know, the mac and cheese is very critical for some of us. I would also say that the, the folks attending have been overwhelmingly receptive to their homework assignments. And what kind of homework assignments have you given so far? Well, the number one issue for homework has been Senate Bill 217, which is the flexibility for cities and counties to be able to use state accommodations, local accommodations, and local hospitality tax revenue for flooding and drainage issues in tourist-related areas within their communities. What their homework assignment has been is to go back home and make an inventory of all the projects that they would love to be able to use this revenue towards to be able to help these tourist areas and make them safer and more accessible in any type of weather. I agree with you, um, Melissa, that we've had lots of, I know, shock to everyone, that we've had great participation and everybody's very willing to to jump in and do what's needed to to help. Tiger, your thoughts? Yeah, the same. I, I echo some of the thoughts of, of my colleagues. I think we really found our stride on this last one, the Goose, uh, Goose Creek uh, Ram, I think three in. It really seemed to flow smoothly. It was a huge crowd there. People were engaged. They were asking questions. I always enjoy the discussion about preemption, and it's, it's always good to see people you know, kind of fired up on that issue and really wanting to stand up for the voices of local residents and local businesses. And that's what our our um, anti-preemption fights are all about. So looking forward to talking more about that as we go through the next seven rounds. And I'll offer some evidence of the efficacy of these meetings so far. We got an email from a city manager who said he, he acknowledged that, hey, we need as local officials to do a better job of keeping up with the legislative issues that you all are working on on our behalf. And as a result, he made a pledge to us and to his staff that he copied on this email that, that he will 
work uh, better to uh, be engaged with the legislative team, be engaged with issues that are important to his city and those across the state. So that that tells us that uh, the message that uh, folks are hearing and will hear in the future is working and uh, we'll continue to, to push that going forward. I think one of the other strong messages that we are trying to get out with our members and I believe they are catching on to the value of their voice. I, don't, I think sometimes they think that we've got this, we're hired with a full-time folks over there, which they are correct, and it is critical that we be engaged and do everything possible to either fight or to be proactive. But at the end of the day, we cannot contribute any money towards campaigns or anything such as that. Secondly, we can't validate in their backyard or their downtown area exactly how it's going to impact them, whatever the bill is. So the local voice is what tips it over every time. I agree. We had a comment on one of the evaluations from a participant that talked, said how important it was to have the close relationship with the Municipal Association for a lot of different reasons, but a lot for legislative information that he keeps up with legislative news and issues that relate to his city. But the fact that he keeps up with us and he keeps up to date on all the issues and reads all the materials and stays involved. He said that was that's really been a benefit for his city and his council and he was very much glad that he's always kept up with MASC. How's he keeping up with us? What what is he using to keep up with us? Scott, I'm gonna take that softball and I'm gonna knock it out into <laughs> right field. Well, there's so many ways to keep in touch with us listening to this podcast is uh, number one www.masc.se. You could look on our website. We have a very robust search engine. We have lots of information on the website. We have a weekly from the dome to your home every Friday, only during the legislative session that keeps you up to date on legislative news and action for the next week. You can listen to this award-winning, not yet, podcast that we have put out every Monday, an Uptown Update which that also provides information on other meetings or um, grant news or anything like that on Mondays. What else? We have the legislative tracking system. We track every bill that has anything to do with cities and towns. We also are avid tweeters. We, meaning Scott, Melissa, and Tiger. During legislative session, they're tweeting regularly about every day. We have special phone calls for managers. We have meetings for mayors. We have a lot of things going on that keep our members informed. I'll tell you, I would like to ask people to engage us on the Twitter. I, I think Twitter is a, is a great way to communicate with people, not only just to push information out, but to receive comments and feedback from people, particularly members who are following us, you know, if there's any, if there's a particular issue that you want us to talk about, uh, tweet at us. Uh, that's a great way to catch our attention and hopefully stimulate some conversation. And if there are suggestions for how we could improve our communications through Twitter, that's something I think we would like to hear through Twitter or, or offline as well. also want to encourage our members or anybody, if you have additional questions or you want to get deeper into an, an issue, please reach out to us. Scott, Tiger, Casey, and I are always available, 
And if we're not at that moment, we will get back to you, I promise. So we're here, and we can get you the details if you need it. One of the things that I'm going to follow up on, the folks in Myrtle Beach uh, raised a, an issue at their regional advocacy meeting this week related to debris pickup resulting from evictions and whether or not there's some sort of legislative solution to the problem of cities having to pick up debris as a result of evictions. State law says that all of the contents of a, an evicted apartment has to go out onto the curb in front of the home and it has to be there for 48 hours. And in Myrtle Beach and probably other areas, particularly I would think about college towns, where there's a lot of move in and move out activity. Well, you know, uh, Charleston has city of Charleston has a great plan for well, that. Have you do. looked up there? They do, but that's that's you know outside of evictions, right? And and they, you know, Charleston created that program, that pickup program on, on their own, and um, and they have the means to do that. But then there are other areas where it's not anticipated. You know, you, we know right. when the kids are moving in and out right, of right. a college town, but we don't know about evictions, and so. Uh, Myrtle Beach, the Myrtle Beach folks, uh, Mayor Bethune in, in particular, you know, is interested in trying to find some sort of a modification to the evictions statutes that would allow for placement of that those items somewhere else or provide notice to the city that, hey, this is coming and is there some way that we could get this stuff off the street and store it somewhere else. So we're going to follow up with the the Myrtle Beach folks and talk about what their ideas are but that's just one example where we're hearing from municipal officials across the state about unique issues and maybe not and most of the time they're not unique problems Uh, and then we'll follow up and and develop that into something going forward hopefully. I'll jump in here and just add another kind of highlight for me out of the three that we've had so far as we can see where Uh, One area where we were able to say mission accomplished was with regard to the Criminal Justice Academy and the funding that's that's now been put in the budget. But at the uh, Goose Creek Regional Advocacy Meeting, we also were able to get some feedback from the audience on things that they have discovered as a result of the technological push out that's been able to occur because of that money. Uh, that we got and and, and how they are now kind of empowered to raise their voices about some of the things that they've seen that need to be tweaked that they would not have have really gotten a um, a window into that situation the way they do now had it not been for what we pushed for previously so we're kind of seeing how these things continue to build and how we, we potentially have another target that's lining up for perhaps the 2021 or, um, or 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 maybe even the 2020 year if there's opportunities but it's great stuff you know when I started at the association in 2006 the what used to be called road shows that was the first thing I did that was my first gig was going to 10 different places on a road show and meeting local officials which I really really enjoy I enjoy seeing everybody hugging everybody visiting getting caught up on your families and what's going on in your cities. We have seven more opportunities for us to see each other, have a little family reunion. We'll be in Beaufort, North Augusta, Malden, Lake City, Sumter, Rock Hill, and Lexington. If you're anywhere near there or you just want a road trip, we would love to see you, to hear your input, and to be together to share a good meal. I got to say... 
while the peach cobbler was delicious in Myrtle Beach, I enjoyed the cookie, the chocolate chip cookie mousse in uh, Goose Creek. And remember, it don't cost nothing. Right. It's free for the layman who doesn't speak but Woodruffian. If you, but if you sign up, you need to show up because we've, we've fixed a meal for you. Right. right. And we have good handouts. We're talking about important things like business licensing and good discussion, good participation. And you know what? Even if you don't register and you show up, we'll take it. I mean, we're still going to feed you. Right. There's plenty of sweet tea for everybody and unsweet and half and half because Ashley is amazing. I will give Ashley Hare a shout out on the podcast. She is the logistics queen of the Rams and she does a fantastic job. So when you see Ashley, when we see you at the future regional advocacy meetings and you see Ashley handing out name badges and coordinating lunch and making sure everybody's running on time, give her a big high five because she does a great job. Please be sure to follow the legislative team on Twitter like we talked about and always listen to the podcast and check all of our communication for legislative news from the State House. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.